first here is Jenny. We're going to carry on with a look at the different elements and what they mean to us. Here's Jenny to say more. Thanks Hazel. So this week we are looking at the element of water. Seasons feel that they've turned and we've had a few wet and wild days at the end of August. We have discussed how many of the elements are multifaceted. Water can be gentle like summer rain or violent like storms. Still, placid lakes and tempest-tossed oceans. Our bodies are made up of 70% water. Too little water, we could dehydrate and too much, we can drown. The qualities that we often associate with water are cleansing, healing, emotions and compassion. Hazel, what qualities do you associate with the element of water? What season and element do you correspond with in your practice? Well, for me, water and its qualities, I think is, it's one of the elements I feel most connected to, the other is earth. I was brought up by the sea at Littlehampton and I, I do miss it when I'm living away from the sea. Nowadays, I'm about five miles from it. I haven't been to see it very often recently, but I know it's there if I need it. I also have the seagulls often flying around, so I know the sea is only just there. I have on my list of things to do is to, to learn to sail. For me, there's nothing better than being out on a boat when the sea is a bit choppy, the wind's blowing around you, and you're getting rather damp from all the sea spray. One of my favourite childhood memories is walking as a six or seven-year-old with my mum the mile or so to the bus stop to go to Arundel swimming pool for swimming lessons. The pool there is an open air one and you could float on your back and look up to see the castle and the cathedral. I think of water as a comforting element as well as being essential to life. When I had a serious illness a few years ago, just a wash or a shower would make me feel so much better in myself. It is the element of emotions, but both good and bad. I think of tears of laughter as well as sadness. The season that I associate most with water is summer. Of course, there's the obvious, the trips to the beach and splashing around in the sea the light reflecting off the water. A very welcome dip in the swimming pool near my home after a hot day. Ice lollies to enjoy and frozen water bottles from the freezer to take on journeys. All pretty mundane, I suppose, but I think it does show how essential water is to our everyday life. For me, I associate it with the direction of West. Again, that's partly through tradition and practicality. Probably one of my favourite Greek gods is Poseidon. So it's a fairly obvious association with water there, god of the sea. The really powerful god, the one you really don't want to annoy, especially if you're actually going for a sail. Because the cauldron is a tool of water and West is sometimes associated with the crone, I think of Caridwin, keeper of the cauldron of inspiration, knowledge and rebirth. She is a shapeshifter. She represents transformation, the need to look at what no longer serves you and to let it go. 
They're not gods, but I also think of selkies. Unlike sirens or mermaids, they are gentle souls who prefer dancing in the moonlight over luring sailors to their death. Selkies can be either men or women, but are seals while in the water. What makes them different from mermaids is that they undergo a full transformation upon coming to the shore. Selkies are from Irish, Irish Scottish, particularly in Orkney and the Shetland Isles, and Faroese folklore. So what about you, Jen? So we usually look at some of the astrological correspondences. So the water signs are Cancer, Scorpio and Pisces. And my experience of these signs is they're often very intuitive and in touch with their emotions. They can be a little oversensitive. Like water, they often have hidden depths, refresh you or potentially become overwhelmed, riding a tidal wave of their own or others' emotions. Water signs are often dreamy and intense and likely to be incredibly perceptive. And although I'm not a water sign, I often use the Queen of Cups in tarot deck as a signifier for myself, as I have to work a lot to balance compassion with the occasional over-emotional outburst. In the Avalonian tradition, we associate the element of water with high summer. The summer solstice is often seen as a masculine festival as the sun is at the height of his power. But particularly living near the coast, we see that solar energy reflecting off the ocean. And we know this time of year as the glistening. And we celebrate the mother's water. As the wheel turns from low to high summer, we see endless blue skies and boundless blue ocean. So blue and turquoise are the colours that I associate with this season. And the direction for me is south. And I honour those mothers of water, such as Domnu, the Queen of the Deep, and ladies of holy wells and springs, such as Sulis and Minerva. In Folkestone, we connect with the spirit of place as an ancient sea hag who we have named Silesia. She's a Greek feminine divinity of the sea, worshipped as the goddess of salt water, who presided over the depths of the oceans. And there's a favourite chant, and I've put a link to it in the um, show notes, from S.J. Tucker called The Drowning. It's all about being taken down to the river. Jen, you said sometimes you can be a little over-emotional. So what ways do you seek to rebalance and connect with the element of water? As you all know, we live by the sea. We're very, very blessed. And being near the sea and swimming in the sea, depending on the weather, is something that I love to do. This summer, I have connected with a lovely group of women who are bigger bodied and or disabled. And we love going to the sea from Bob. There's no competitive swimming for us there. And I love to scour the beach for treasures such as seashells and hagstones and bits of driftwood. And I swear I might be part mermaid or possibly a siren. I do like to sing <laughs> and my singing often sees men trying to smash their ships against the rocks <laughs> and a very dear friend uh, wrote this little pot poem part shanty for us 
um, when I told her about my sea swimming exploits and it's called Siren and she's given me permission to share it with you guys. I jump for fear of falling, I swim for fear I drown, I love for fear of leaving, I'm the day's fateful sound. I shine for fear of burning, go out and catch your eye, the sea is cold and greasy, a mouth where we align. I sing for fear of silence, I dream for fear of sleep, I sit for fear of standing, oh the secrets that I keep. I breathe for fear of choking, I roam for fear I stay, I can't dance a beauteous statue when hips are made of clay. I weep for fear of laughing, a rumble inside me, that you and I and the tumbling waves were never meant to be. You, me and the tumbling seas were never meant to be. You, me and the tumbling seas were never meant to be. Mm. And I just really, really like that. Um, if, you ever come, if you ever come to Folkestone, we have our very <laughs> own mermaid sitting on the beach and she was based on a local woman. So she's very beautiful and she often seems like she's a sentinel, doesn't she? Looking out mm. to the waves. She's very real as well. <laughs> she's a real woman <laughs> so i like my sea swimming but i also like bathing i think you've also picked up on about after illness so i have a ritual that i do whenever i'm recovering from a period of sickness i will use a body brush to exfoliate my whole body and then i will soak in a hot bath and it's got to be a lob lobster hot bath <laughs> and i stay in that bath until the water cools and then I'll let the entire tub drain as I sit in there and I'll visualise all the sickness going down the plug hole. And in that terms of bathing, I really enjoy making my own bath salts for ritual baths and using corresponding uh, essential oils and botanicals. We had a lovely um, Kent Goddess group where we all made um, lavender bath salts and we dyed them bright blue so when you put them in the water you had these beautiful um, azure blue baths it was lovely and finally one more way that I like to connect with the element of water is to run outside in a storm I've got lots of um, neurological issues so I get a lot of migraine and I often feel quite oppressed and muggy just before a storm it's like being a human barometer so when the storm breaks, particularly if there's a bit of thunder and lightning, I will rush out and dance in my back garden barefoot. And I just love the rain. What about you, Hazel? It just reminded me that I, we've had, when we had a period of really hot weather recently, it actually started raining at night and I just went outside my front door and stood in it. It was just such a relief. <laughs> I think go for a walk by the sea or a lake visit a waterfall if you're lucky to live near one and take in its energy just listen to the sounds of water go for a paddle or a swim have a relaxing bath like jenny suggests if you need one or maybe you want to feel ready to do a ritual cup some water in your hands feel its coolness and see how it shapes itself to your hands Drink water if you're sure, of course, that it's actually safe. Maybe visit a spring or a well. 
it could be a famous one like the Chalice Well at Glastonbury, which recently I've been longing to visit. Or look for a local one. In Folkestone, there is one called Holywell Springs. They are often near churches. They have Christian as well as pagan associations. They are often seen as having healing properties. If someone wanted a physical cure, then they would drink or sometimes bathe in the water. And actually, sometimes the water of some holy wells were found to contain curative properties. The well itself was seen as a shrine dedicated to just the miracle of pure water emerging from the earth and a symbol of life itself. Well dressing is a tradition practiced in some parts of rural England in which wells, springs and other water sources are decorated with designs made out of flower petals. They may have roots in pagan custom maybe later, like the 13th century. They've really been documented from the 18th century. And they think it's to celebrate water's purity at a time of, after a time of plague or constancy during drought. Dreaming at Holy Wells was also used as a method of foretelling the future, possibly also an echo of pagan times. And that's quite appropriate given that in Celtic mythology, the well of wisdom stands at the centre of the Celtic otherworld, the spiritual source of all. Over the well hang nine magic hazel trees that drop their nuts into the water. The salmon, the Celtic fish of knowledge, eat the nuts and send the husks floating down the five streams that flow down from the well. Just picking up on what you said there about the uh, chalice spring water, I, my son, who's 26 and about as spiritual as a, a, a stick, uh, was going to Glastonbury <laughs> recently and I, I sent him on a mission to get me some water from the uh, springs there and I was getting text messages from him saying mum I found you the water but it smells funky, are you sure you really want me to fill up a bottle? And I said yes! <laughs> He said, why? And I said, because it's magical, misty, cool, rusty tap water. So he did bring me some back and um, I think he's not very impressed with it, but we will be using it in our bathing rituals and <laughs> such. <laughs> I remember I went to Bath, uh, visited the spa there and, and drank some of the water and it was disgusting. <laughs> but <laughs> And if you can get to Bath, it's absolutely wonderful. Obviously, you've got the, the ancient Roman baths where you can drink the water. Um, I have had some. I cannot report that it's cured my epilepsy or my functional neurological disorder, <laughs> but I did give it a go. But you've got the two spas there, uh, modern day spas, and on the top, like you were saying in your um, earlier introduction, you can see out of the skyline of Bath and it's absolutely magical. And you've got the cross um, spa, which was a, a holy temple at one point, and you can privately hire that. And I did that for my 40th birthday, and it was absolutely <laughs> lovely. So that's um, Hazel and I, and our interpretation of the element of water. But we are going to do our next segment on the Ask a Path. So we are joined today by Dennis Wright. We've known Dennis for a number of years. He's usually found behind a camera 
as he's the um, official photographer of the Mercian gathering. So Dennis is a second degree gardenarian and he feels particularly connected to the element of water. Over to you, Dennis. The first two words that always come to mind when you talk about water is purification. I mean, even in the mundane world, we have a wash in the morning, we purify ourselves. Magically, we use it for cleansing. And is, as you know, we are made of water. We are a water element. We are controlled by the moon. It's at its position. It's always placed in the West. Of course, you can argue argue about placement of elements. Um, particularly, should you place the element next to where the body is? So therefore, if I'm on the East Coast, do I place it in the East? Because that's where the water is. And if you're on an island, you've really got a problem. Um, <laughs> But it's, it's, the other th little thing is, I don't know many people have ever thought about actually working in the Southern Hemisphere. I, my daughter lives in Australia and uh, some very Wiccan friends down there. And they died laughing when I tried to cast a circle and realized, this is not working, is it? No, you've got to go the other way. <laughs> and it's like the sun rises in the east. Yeah, sets in the west. Yeah, the only thing is, it then goes up north. <laughs> So you're working there, you've got heat in the north, and you've got freezing cold in the Antarctic in the south. And if that has already done your head, and I don't know what does, because believe me, when you try it, you're going, because everybody's laughing at you because you're doing it, and you're feeling the energy, and you're thinking, and then you just realize, he's just twigged. It's different. Anyhow, uh, that, that aside. The word I was taught with the um, attached to the element is magical virtue is to dare. Because water, it flows, it envelops everything. It drowns things as well. And let's face it, without water, the ground, the earth, and we die. We can eat, but without water, we're finished. So it, in my opinion, and as a Piscean, I find it the most important element. And whenever I'm asked to cast circles, you'll usually find me in the West getting blamed that if it rains, it's my fault. And a funny anecdote was with, I do the interfaith down in Avery and uh, the farmers were coming down for harvest. He said, can you make sure um, the rain stays away to get the harvest in? And she says, I will look after your souls. If you want to look after the weather, Go and speak to your local witches. We have a good arrangement. So do you think it's because you are a Piscean that that's particularly why you're drawn to the element of water? Probably. Probably. Um, I am living further from the sea now in a, near Avery uh, mm. than I've had done it all my life. I've always lived within a couple of miles of the sea. And I really miss going down to the sea, wash bathing in it washing the storms over it, things like that. Living an hour and a half from water, I find very, very hard. Yeah. I'm here for a purpose, but anyhow. The other thing is when I want to tell everybody, no matter what element you're working with, get an affinity with it. Talk to the element. I do. If I'm calling West and there's a 
clouds are floating around, you know, Lord, the wash towers of the West, element of water, I call for you to be with us today, to cleanse, to purify us. But I call for you in spirit only. I do not need the physical element. And we have seen the clouds split and go either side around the circle. So what sort of qualities do you associate with the element of water? Nurturing. I think nurturing. Because out of the, all the elements, it's the only one that will wrap around you without killing you. We'll not let you put your head under for too long. You know, you can bury yourself in earth, but there's always air pockets. You're always based in the air. And fire, well, we know what'll happen with that one. But water, you know, you can have it hot, you can have it cold, you can have it just right. I find it's nurturing. I think that is one of the most important things. Also, as we know, it's of the moon. I mean, it, as the moon goes around the earth, so the oceans follow. So where you've, and you can really see that with the spring tides, because you've, you've got the seven ball. They're a wave going up a river and people surfing it, but it follows the moon. I mean, it's, also it's of our emotions. We cry tears, which are water. It's of the heart, it's of every living thing we cannot exist without it and it, it, it's i don't know it, it's as i said it's nurturing it's the only element i know that you can cuddle effectively and get feel something coming back well yes i think when you were saying about nurturing the first thing that sort of um sprang into my mind is like if you need a little bit of comforting a hot bath will set an awful lot of things right and we talk about sweet tea and sympathy don't we so to make somebody a hot beverage yeah. and to actually imbibe those qualities of water is an absolutely fantastic that's right and how many times you know you meditation music oh rainfall so, it's, so it can soothe the mind as well you know you, your images of it oh, you have a different image of the sea or I love waterfalls, love photographing waterfalls and trying to get the, the image right and the light right and things like that. Uh, you know, it, it's, oh, you know, the creatures of the sea going out on it. One of the things we did today, we were wandering around one day and there was Gordon Rhymes and myself and nobody turned up with a full moon ritual. We don't worry about things like that. We did the work and we walked the circle, in fact, we walked the ditch. And at the one corner on the eastern gate, there's a dew pond, but obviously the paddling is gone. But we'd had heavy rain, it was full. And we were talking about it, because he was going within, he would love them to move some of the paddling and analyze the herbs to try to find the age of it, how long that's been there. Because we don't think it's recent and we don't think it's by accident. It, it, it's there. Because if you actually walk the ditches, you find that they're not perfectly round. They go in, they go out, they're straight. And, you know, and I said, well, it's the chicane for the ch chariot races. But and I said, I know what it is. What do you mean? Stand where I am. And the moon was just rising over the trees. And there was the reflection of the moon in this dark pool. I said, do you think it could have been a scrying pond? There's something else you could do with water. Mm. Do a scrying mirror, get a bowl, 
cauldron, naturally black, then they put a water, stare in that. As I said earlier, we cleanse, what do we do with our crystals? Salt, water, stick them on, leave them in there for a few days, then stick them outside to charge them the full moon. Again, we're using water all the time. You know, you, you mind magic. It's dream work. It's everything you can use. What I'm going to do, I'll tell you a little exercise I've got. Lie on your back and imagine that you are floating on the surface of the water. Feel how buoyant you are and how the water supports and caresses you. Now imagine turning over and diving into the water. Turn and somersault. Feel the freedom of movement. When you're totally at one with the water, move back to the surface. It is night. Once again, float on your back. This time gazing up at the moon. Gaze. Scry the moon for a while, then close your eyes once more. Feel the earth beneath you and awaken. That's a lovely exercise. Same well, as anybody yeah. who is working, you know, I, I want the people to, to work with the elements. <clears throat> and no doubt your other speakers have said the same. You know that? That amazing gentle rain. Yeah. Not a rainstorm, that's too violent. That gentle rain. Go out in that and take your clothes off and just walk around and feel that rain coming over you just gently. Be at one with that element. Because when you are, that element will work with you. That is absolutely beautiful thank you so much for coming on to the show dennis we My really do appreciate it um we won't see you at the mercy in this year so <laughs> this is slightly made up for that we really appreciate you coming on and i think what you said about immersing yourself in the elements is really is a great way to get to know them so thanks very much dennis let it be and thank you thanks dennis that was brilliant we're always on the lookout for speakers to come and share a little about their pagan paths and practices. Please contact us if you'd like to be included in future episodes of the show, either as a guest or send us something to share. So that's goodbye from me. Links in the show notes, as well as some links to resources that explore elemental correspondences. Please follow us on our various social media sites. We have a Facebook page, we've got an Instagram page. Um, pop over and open up a discussion on how you use elemental correspondences in your practice. And goodbye from me as well. Hope that you can join us next time for our next episode of The Wheel. Mm -hmm.